Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. Every day on the I Work For Him program, it is our desire to challenge the way you think about your faith and work. And on Together on Tuesdays, as Martha and I decide we're going to call Tuesdays, Together on Tuesdays, we're talking about the people map system. We had with us about four months ago, Jay Lippy with JPL Institutes. And while we're on the show, we got into this random conversation and Jay says, hey, are you willing to take a test? And I'm like, Jay, it's four, it's 529. He goes, it'll only take you four minutes. We can do it on the break. And he ran out to his truck and he brings it back in. And we did this test. And in the second half of that show, and I forgot the date of that show. I apologize, but it's back this spring sometime. And Jay then, we talk through it and he comes off and he summarizes Jim Brangenberg in three words. Martha, what were those words? Well, it was three little phrases. Three phrases. He said, be bright, be brief. And be gone. (laughs) (laughs) And that summarized Jim Brangenberg in 30 seconds or less. And I didn't even have to work to memorize it because it resonated so incredibly well. She was probably laughing your socks off at her office. Because I was listening and I wrote it down. I still have those notes. I got to go back and look at my notes if I had a chance to write that down. But listen, Jay Lippy with JPL Institutes, welcome back to I Work for Him. Thank you. It's good to be here. Uh, You know, we just give us an update. You know, wait a minute. I got a verse of scripture. I picked one out for you today. Mm -hmm. All All right. So this is because we're talking about conflict resolution today. Okay. Or conflict unresolution, or, 
where we're talking about people. We're just, this is, so I picked this verse of scripture out and I kind of just took a piece of it. But from Romans 7, for I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want. But everything, but I do the very thing I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. And most people don't understand that. But yes. Paul worded it so well in his frustration to the Romans. It really is trans. It was a good, transparent moment for Paul. It was, you know, one of the things that we're going to talk about here in a little bit. But one of the things that's true for a people type personality is understanding the inner core of who you are and self growth. Paul really laid that out. He understood who he was and who he was not, and as a result, was able to be who God created him to be without apology. Mm-hmm. And when you look at that, I mean, Paul had the ability. I mean, really, God prepped him with whole understanding the religious system of the world. And really, Paul had studied the scriptures. Paul was an expert in the scriptures. He just had missed the Jesus factor. Right. And he gets introduced to Jesus, and Paul, and his passion for the gospel, in challenging people throughout the Roman Empire, changed the world. Yeah. I mean, it, it really, it changed the world, because eventually, the, the Christians within the Roman Empire changed and impacted their culture so much, the Roman Empire became the Christian Empire. That's what we need to do here. We lost this last culture battle, but now we're taking that battle to the workplace. We're going to take back our culture for Jesus, but we're going to do it in a way where it's impacted by relationships, which is why we're talking about relationships today. Right. Well, you know, whether you're in business, you're at home, you're in your civic duty, um, today's show is for anybody who has a need to be in relationship. If you don't have a child, if you don't have a parent, if you're not married, if you don't work with anybody and you don't socialize with anybody in the community, then you probably don't need to listen to today. <laughs> but you don't but you're not getting a signal for this show either. If you're a hermit in a cave. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you're in a cave somewhere in the deep hills of Kentucky or North Carolina. All right, Jay was on the show January twentieth. Thank you, Ivan. So you if you want to see the precursor to this show was six months ago on January the 20th. It was because Jay was too busy to get back on. Um, it, six months ago, that's probably not true. Six months ago, he, he nailed me and I'm like, he, he said, well, let's do another show about this. Just talk about the people map system. But here, let me send you home a test for Martha to do so that the two of you can do together. Give us an update on JPL Institutes. You've been going now almost a year. Right. Well, like nine, ten nine months, months already. Yeah, nine, ten months. Uh, I think the best thing is getting to work with my wife. And she does she feel the same way? She really does. Okay. And um she's actually helping me to learn how to be a better team player and so she's really good glad about that. Uh which is kinda nice though, because when you're in business together, not only, you know, are you married, not only are you friends, but you're business partners. And so I've truly enjoyed learning and growing uh in that area of my life to be a good business partner with her. And on top of that, the amount of couples we've been able to help, uh, some of the businesses I've been able to work with and see the very basic principles of communication and they're increasing their sales, they're increasing their management, they're reducing conflict and increasing productivity. And and you're doing in the business, in marriages, I mean, you really have a pretty wide swath that you're chasing after. What has been so far, what's been the big, biggest exposure that God's given you? Has it been in these these weekend marriage uh, retreats for people, or has it been in the business? I mean, what are you looking for? What kind of opportunities have you been looking for that you've gotten some of, but you want more of? We would love to have the opportunity to work with a lot of the nonprofits in town who have 
maybe not had the access or the exposure to leadership and how people work, because a lot of times as a nonprofit, you're so spread thin uh, that you don't have time for those things. We'd love to come in with them, with pastors who've, who have to manage staff. We can help them understand their elder boards, their deacon boards, so that it reduces the conflict. And when they're dealing with their staff and they're hiring for staff positions, we can help you take your existing job descriptions and write them in a way that fits to the kind of a person that you need for that job, regardless of who it is. Then once you understand the type of person you want, then you understand their skill level, their experience, and the kind of a person you want, you've now got a perfect fit for a great team. So we can actually even help you hire right people. So if people want to, if they can help you get in front of their pastor, because really that's what you need. You need personal referrals to be able to get in front of their pastors right. because email's not going to work. Nope. Facebook's not going to work because most, well, if, have you tried Facebook? We do have a Facebook page. No, but have you been reaching out to people on Facebook? We do. Well, I am like 57 years old. <laughs> that's okay. not an excuse. I, I am learning this whole you social got, media Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait but, step back. So, you got how many children? <laughs> <laughs> and you have now, you're, you're working on number seven grandchild. And we, I know we, your we, oldest grandchild's like 10, right? We, oh, he's 16. See? Yeah. And what are you complaining about? <laughs> We're blogging weekly. We're doing Ooh, all the... Good job. I mean, we even have a Twitter account now. Are you kidding me? Tweet, tweet, We're not even tweeting yet. See, look at that. I don't have any time. It's because you're not well, old enough. I am not. I don't even I don't even know what I tweet about. Yes, I do. I'd be probably getting in trouble for tweeting some of the things I think some days. Well, on the whole marriage side of it, you know, for, for the, the great part about this is that we will come in and for 20 hours, it's five hours once a month for four months. We will teach you tools. We will not give you subjectivity or our opinions. We will actually give you tools that are proven to work where you can enhance your marriage. My wife and I have been married 37 years next month, and we are still learning and applying these tools to our own life that helps to reduce conflict and to accentuate the uniqueness of who each other is. When that begins to happen, marriage explodes and your friendship really blossoms because romance comes and goes inside a marriage but when you have a friendship it is the foundation of everything else and then when romance is in it's really in and that's one of my favorite parts of course <laughs> very good <laughs> all right so last time on the i work for him program you introduced us to the people map system yes and we and just as i said at the beginning of the show you introduced us to it right in between the bottom of the half hour or the bottom of the hour break you said hey jim take this test really quick and then we start started talking about it. And, and so we said Let's bring this back and really expose it to people. So let's just describe. Let's analyze Jim and Martha. That's right. Analyze <laughs> right Jim and Martha. We'll be air. transparent. <laughs> That's right. We'll be transparent on the air. What What is, just talk about how it's, I mean, you're using it a little bit. Just describe how you, you just described a little bit how you're using it in businesses, how you can use it in churches and nonprofit organizations. Let's talk about, first of all, let's talk, you're saying that there's no such thing as conflict resolution. No, there is no... Well, 69% scientific research shows... And wait a minute. Did, was it true scientific research, or is it the same scientific research no, that researched no. global warming? No, this is this is substantial. <laughs> Dr. Gottman, and you can... We have all the statistics and data and resources to... to okay, I'm just checking. Mm-hmm. 69% of all conflict in a relationship is perpetual. What that means is it will never be resolved. And the reason that it can't be resolved is you can't fix something that's not broken. 
Now, spiritually speaking, we are broken and we need a redeemer. We need to be healed spiritually. But who we are as people, as individual, our personality type is an intentional design by God. And so you are not an accident. You are the way that God created you. Okay, so you, you gotta, can't you, change that. Okay, you got to stop there for me because what you just said just went against everything people have ever heard all their lives. John, here's how it even gets worse. John Gottman. Their research shows that after two years of people going to marriage counseling, 4%, 1, 2, 3, 4% say that the marriage counseling was beneficial. But that's because a lot of marriage... 6% failed. Yeah, but that's because a lot of marriage wow. counselors... I, I, that's not the same truth of marriage mentoring, because it's a different deal. Marriage okay. counselors... But, but okay, but let him... You're, okay. you're supporting <laughs> what I'm saying here, though. Yeah. So when, when people go to a marriage counselor, they're going for several reasons. One is that they're going to try and find how to communicate, because they've stopped talking to each other. Right. The second thing is they want to resolve conflict, because they're tired of hurting and being hurt. And then the third thing they want to do is fix the other person, because they know they're right, and clearly this other person is <laughs> broken. Well, what happens is that you can't... If 69% of relationships conflict is perpetual and you can't fix it because it's a personality clash. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens then, if, if you walk away and you feel like you didn't resolve the conflict because it's still there, now you're still not communicating, communicating because the conflict is still there and that person wasn't fixed, you feel like your marriage is over. The problem is what you just said earlier, though, Jim, that... If you're going into these things with a, a, a false sense or an unrealistic expectation of what's going on, you'll never have a better marriage. And so right from the beginning, what I love about Gottman is that their research shows all these factual statistics. They're able to take them to real life and go, that makes sense. So it takes the pressure off of trying to fix your spouse. They're not broken. But you do need to learn to manage your conflict. And once you fix the 31% of things in your relationship that can be fixed and you get them off the table, all of a sudden what you find is that the differences that you have are actually positives. And you learn how to accentuate those and celebrate those. And looking at the two of you, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, is that I'm curious in the first part of your marriage, you probably never received much influence from her because you knew it all and you were willing to express it very quickly. But as <laughs> and and her being very gracious and relationship oriented, she never challenged you on those things. But as you matured in life, as you matured spiritually, and as you grew together and created a friendship, you probably sitting here now. I believe you said twenty nine years. Twenty nine years, Jim. What would you do in your life had God not given you her? Because she's everything you're not. And so one of the biggest... Amen to that. Well, I, I mean, and we could say that uh, facetiously, but it's oh, no. true. No, I was aiming, yeah. aiming and real. I no, tell her that all the time. It's true. Because what happens, though, if we don't accept influence from our spouse, we then begin to get isolated. And then it's a conflict. It's a battle of each other. And you never get to your common goal or your shared purpose or your shared meaning. So if you take away the 31% that can be taken away just because we have issues that need to be fixed, and you celebrate the differences, all of a sudden you become a team that is able to accomplish your shared purpose, and you celebrate your differences rather than allowing them to be dissonance that takes away from your relationship and makes your relationship and your friendship stale. Okay, you got to take a deep breath. Take a deep breath, Jay. Oh, <laughs> There's oh, just so much he has to there, say. There is. There is a lot to it's say. all good. All right, today we're talking, talking about encouragement. We're going 
going to need some after this show. We're talking today with Jay Lippy from JPL Institutes about the people map system. And right before the break, he's, he said he made a bold statement saying that Martha was basically her creativity and all of her everything was crushed by, by my over not. by my overpowering personality. <laughs> and he and we're going to let Martha answer that question. But first, but first, it's time, time for, for our book highlight. Yeah, book highlight <laughs> segment brought to you, of course, by Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Our book highlight today is a book written by none other than John and Julie Gottman. The book is titled Seven Principles of Making Marriage Work. And that's really the the basis, the backbone of your marriage ministry, isn't it, Jay? It really is. So tell us, you have 30 seconds, only 30 to talk about this book. <laughs> what it does, it gives you the nuts and bolts, all the research of 30 years and thousands of people that the, uh, that doctors John and Julie Gottman uh, used to uh, establish all their principles. What I love about it, it gives you the nuts and bolts. It's not subjectivity. It's absolute scientific research that is... Um, done with the University of Washington, so it has all of the um, empirical data you want. All right, so you talk nuts and bolts and empirical data, people are going, woohoo, sign me up. <laughs> Who is this book a good person? Who's a good person for this book? Somebody wants to know how to make their marriage work. Ah, wow. there you go. Somebody. So if there's anybody out there listening today that wants to make their marriage work, call into the studio line right now, 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929, and remember, you need to read this book. Don't wait for the movie. All right, we're back live and in studio with Jay Lippy at JPL Institute. It's together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha right here on I Work For Him. We're giving away a copy of John and Julie Gottman's book, The Seven Principles of Making Marriage Work. If you want to make your marriage work, you need to get a copy of this book. Call right now, 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929. Ivan is standing by now, and the technician's messing with the board. But let's just hope everybody stays steady. They First they killed the wasps, and now they're playing with the board. Okay, call right now, 855-265-2929. All right, Jay, you get to ask Martha the question. Well, let me make a statement. And well, you don't have much time. So, <laughs> okay. One of the things, and, and just so you know, I am a leader-free spirit exactly like you, Jim. So I, I have a lot of these same issues as well as opportunities. One of the things that's true about your personality type, a leader-free spirit, is that competition you love. You enjoy. You thrive on that. You love taking charge. Uh, you love being a problem solver. You love creative uh, ways to go about doing that. You like control and being in charge. However, what the things that motivate you are success and being in control. Uh, and so having accomplishment and being the best at what you do, that comes naturally to you, that infuses life into you, and you love that. However, for Martha, as a people task, or hers actually was a task people, mm-hmm. her, her strong uh, uh, inclinations are for relationships, are for caring in a very organized, systematic way. She has a strong need for intimacy, and she loves romance, and that she loves to do things, though, very punctual and precise in a very systematic systematic manner. And I'm curious, because uh, my wife is a task leader who has some of the same traits as you do, that when we're young and we don't know any of these things, you really have some clashes. And so the statement that I made wasn't that you were a bull in a china shop or whatever it was you said. <laughs> Said, I said you probably didn't know how to receive influence from your spouse. We're talking about running towards the one who made me, who's got us held in his hand. He created the intimate details of our lives. He, he wove our personality into our spirit. He equipped our souls specifically. And Jay Lippy found a tool 
on how to uncover all of that. All right, so Martha, Jay wants to know, were you squashed in those first 10 years by my overbearing personality? That's not exactly how I put it. His interpretation of the question has a lot to do with his personality type, doesn't it? (laughs) We'll let Jay rephrase it, not you. You were pretty biased. I think the word that I use is that you were hesitant at accepting influence, Mm. is what I said. Hesitant at accepting influence. My father-in-law is sitting there listening to this, and he is laughing his pants off right now. <laughs> so, Martha, it's your turn. Okay. Um, well, I thought that was a, it, you know, it, looking back, a lot of times at the beginning of the marriage, really, we are trying to figure out who we are. We were very young. Um, Jim was still 19, and I was 20, um, only by a few days, and um, trying to figure out ourselves, let alone how to do this thing called life together in marriage. And there I can I can think of just I'm not one that remembers a lot of specific. I don't hold a lot of grudges. I don't keep a scorecard um, in that sense. I feel very blessed because I don't have that on me. But that is one. But, of the, that's one of the beautiful traits of a task. OK. Able to separate things and move on. All right. And that's, I guess, what I do. But um I I had to learn how I could have influence on Jim because Jim has so many great qualities, but he is, you know, full steam ahead. This is the direction I'm going. So I have had to learn over the years, and I think a lot of that has to do with our spiritual maturity, as we were talking about that on the break, um, that have allowed me and given me permission to say, you know what, I know I have something good to say, and I know that I can be a good contributor to this decision. So I would say, yes, over the 29 years, we've grown to that, and it's been a learning thing for both of us. Um, not that there was horrible conflict with that, no, but just saying that. just allow, you know, him yeah. saying, that, yeah, here's where we're going, and knowing that I could have a, a good influence on that. Well, and really what has enhanced that ability to listen is uh, God just made it very, very clear. That's how I need to pray. I, I just pray that the Holy Spirit will help me to hear his voice and listen and then be obedient. Because I have, and I have told people, we have told people for at least 20 years, guys, you're married to a woman, just shut up and listen, because God can speak much more clearly to women than he can to men, because they listen better. You know, one of the things that's interesting, and of the types now, and we're talking about your free spirit and your task, generally speaking, those two types can conflict very easily because of the ordered structuredness of a task mentality. You like things done on time. You like them done in a manner that's that's detailed and correct. English and grammar you love because, and, and I, I didn't even know there was a thing called grammar. And so what happens is that when you do those things and a free spirit is using grammar very loosely and didn't even know that there was such a thing as conjugating verbs. And so when we go through this whole process, when the task person begins to point out the details and saying, here's the quality you have to, it's right or it's wrong. And as a free spirit, we're going, no, it's the big point. And all of a sudden, what happens then is, where's the receipt so you can get reimbursed? And the accountant says, I can't reimburse you without this. And the free spirit says, well, you know, I went out to lunch. And the CPA says, but I can't by the law give this to you. And then the free spirit says, salesperson says, you just don't like me. 
And that's what <laughs> happens here is but, when we but, don't. But un- that's where that's where we're a little different because I am an ext- we're both very detail oriented. And nobody well, ever has to tell me to keep track of my that receipts. That was the beauty of your task is that your task was an 18. So you're only six a point. So I could see that. Mm-hmm. However, your people was your lowest, which means if you're going to be forced to sit down and have chatty Cathy chit chat with people, you're going to be climbing out of your skin. Give me the bullet points. Give it to me right now. And let's. Which, which is why I love doing radio with you because we don't even have to have notes. We can just go out. That's right. It's what you can do in an hour with a few breaks. But the whole point about understanding personality types is it takes the personal sting out of it. And you begin to realize that, especially for my wife, who is a heavy task, that she wasn't attacking me, although I still sometimes feel attacked. What she's saying is that there is a standard of excellence that you have to hit. And as a free spirit, I was just creative how I got there. And so what she has done in my life is helped me raise the quality of everything I do. She has helped me be a lot more concise, and I now know where to find things when because they're where mm-hmm. I actually put them. And so um, it's just a wonderful beauty of having a relationship where you complement each other, but that's accepting influence from each other. That's learning who you are and not taking your differences personally. Hmm. I think that's so powerful. Just just listening to you talk helps to resonate with where we've been in our relationship and where we've grown and how we've not without. Well, we were talking about this, you know, if we only would have known this 29 yeah. years ago and had these tools to say, OK, let's learn this now so we can implement it. But the cool thing is we know it's there now. We want people to know about it and be aware of it so that they can invest in their marriage, invest in their relationships, that their, their co-workers, you're talking about churches, you're talking about um, all the different ways that people yeah. relate and how much a tool like this can help you to understand and grow your team because you can hire the right kind of people for the right jobs and uh, make that work so much better. Absolutely. I love that. I, I think one of the things that we had as an advantage is when we got married, we were both very serious about our faith. And we were both involved in ministry together. And we both had very good examples of solid marriages on both sides of our family. Mm -hmm. So we knew the commitment part. So that got us through those years of trying to figure each other out. And really, we didn't have a lot of conflict when I would be reasonable. You know, <laughs> you know, and we learned we learned trigger points. I mean, we learned ways to just eliminate some of the conflict, which was don't have serious conversations after nine o'clock. Don't uh, eat donuts on Saturday morning. And, you know, we did just certain things that were trigger points. And and it was we really did. I mean, I really God really played a huge part in us without all of these really cool tools figuring it out. Yeah. And we've cuz we've got a great marriage and we've learned a lot about these these things later because we are a perfect fit together. Our skills, we've got some that intermingle. We're both we both love everything in its place, but we both approach every problem from a completely different direction, but we we often come up with the same solution but both come at it from a very different direction, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. You like to be someplace a minute before, and me, you know, I'm like, 10, 15 is great. I like to be early, and exactly. I don't have any problem with that. Well, just remember, we know what my dad is like, and if dad's listening, I love you, uh, that, you know, he likes to be places 35 or 40 minutes early. He does. And he so, likes to so be So that's what you have to look early. forward to, because when I'm 82, we're going to be you'll, there. You'll get there. <laughs> we'll be there very early. Well, you know, we talked about core values, mm-hmm. and core values are really significant. And over the years, uh, my wife and I have found out 
that it's not that people don't know what they are, which most don't. They've never even been challenged to think about it. Right. So if you don't know what is absolutely essential to the core of who you are, how could you expect your spouse to honor them? Or at work, how could you expect your staff to to know what they are? And so talking about that your task and being on time, if one of your core values is punctuality, and it's just it says a lot to you about a person. And I, as a free spirit, continually show up creatively with my time management. <laughs> Creative I, time I, management. I, like I could I could really, in a very subtle way, be offensive to you because I'm just not stepping up to the plate as a responsible, mature individual. Mm-hmm. If you don't know that mm-hmm. one of your core values was punctuality, you might not know. You just know that I bother you. What happens though is if we know what our core values are, and then I understand that when you're dominant personality type is task, you're going to be very specific about your time management Mm -hmm. and how you execute that. As a free spirit, when I understand that and I begin to honor that and make an effort to do that, I create a much broader gap for grace because Mm -hmm. you appreciate the fact, one, that I've honored Mm -hmm. what is your core value, even if it's not mine, which shows respect and value to who you are, but it also says I'm really doing my best to honor our relationship here. And in a working relationship or a marriage relationship or a parenting relationship, that just gives so much freedom to say, look, I'm still going to hold you accountable to things, but I appreciate your trying. Right. Now, does John Gottman deal with that stuff in his book, The Seven uh, Principles of Making Marriage Work? We, no, my wife and I have created our own uh, core values assessment. And so we, we just found in the years uh, that it's really important. And when I go into a business, it's one of the things that I talk about, because if you don't know what your core values are, how could you possibly know that you even fit at the company you work for? That if one of your core values is um, is honesty and your company is creative in how they sign contracts. <laughs> creative. Things, you know, it could be a very – that could be the dissonance that undermines why you go home exhausted every day. Yeah. All right. So we still have the book to give away. A book by John Gottman and his bride – Julie. Julie. Seven Principles of Making Marriage Work. I put my notes somewhere else where I couldn't reach it. Hey, if you want that, Jay will throw in also a copy of his core values assessment. I will. will. And that's really, really powerful. Martha and I are about to disclose what our core values are, and we're going to do it to each other because I don't think we've shared these with each other. Um, Just call into the studio line now. 855-265-2929-855-265-2929. Get a copy of Seven Principles of Making Your Marriage Work and a core values assessment. Call right now. Ivan is still standing by. He really is. All right, Jay, you asked us to do this core values assessment today, and Martha got it done, and I had it done ahead of time uh, in a different form, but you said it was exactly the same. So why did you ask us to do that? Because there is a direct correlation between your personality type and your core values, how you communicate what is most important to you. If you don't know what they are, you could be you, it could be like a machine gun of just shooting bullets randomly. Hmm. Instead, you can be very focused on how you communicate and articulate who you are. Okay, so at like a carnival, right now is when I'd give you a dollar and I'd say, okay, guess my five core values. And if you can't guess them, you'd have to give me a stuffed animal. I already did it with your personality type, okay? I'm not going to do it with your core values because I'd hate to ruin. <laughs> no, no, I want to see how I good you really about, are. I was thinking that same correlation. I'm like, he's like the guy that guesses the weight and the age at the carnival. I'm just glad you didn't call me the yak man. He's got it all figured out. <laughs> all right, so core values. Baby, I think you should share yours. Okay, you want the three. Three. Uh, three. I narrowed our, it our down fam- to three. Are family and love two years? Actually, no. Okay. Um, I struggled with that, though, okay. because where they were on a list, I had to 
I had to, you know, um, disqualify one of them. And so I struggle with that because I'm like, but my family really matters to me. So, um, but I think that it ended up being an encouragement, competent, and trustworthy. Wow. You know, one of the core values of a pers- of a people-type personality is loyalty. Mm. And when it comes to a people-type personality, when you have somehow offended them or disrespected them in a significant manner, it's very difficult for them to allow you back in. So that, that makes a lot of sense. Well, and her love language, her number one love language is words of affirmation. Yeah. And then acts of service. And so it is, I mean, it is really important. It is very easy with my slightly large personality to step on hers without the words of affirmation because I may just say something bluntly not meaning to not be words of affirmation <laughs> she'll be like um, that didn't come across very nice I'm like I'm sorry honey or, or that you thought it and you never said it as a matter of wow that dress looks nice on you oh no you I'm really good never, at that it's, I'm just I, good at I, stepping I on her at the way. same time oh no <laughs> I'm really good at complimenting I mean how many compliments did I give you on the way to the show tonight I didn't count them. But there was multiple. I said, your hair looked nice. She just got her hair done. And I didn't use my standard line. I'll get used to it. Yeah, I didn't use that line. I said, your shirt looked really nice. Martha got new dress shirts for Kara's Christian Books and Gifts. They look really, really nice. So, you know, I'm. but I really step on that all the time. So the encouragement thing is something. Mm. The next 30 years of our marriage, I'm going to get much better at it. We're talking about the people map system. And and really, if you've missed the show up to this point in time, I'm sorry. You're going to have to listen to the archive because we can't summarize it. JT uses too many words. Um, but we're, that's part of his whole deal. That's the way he's built. So we're, but we're trying to just give you an idea on how incredibly God designed us and how you can understand each other better in your relationships, regardless of what that relationship looks like, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's at home, based on understanding who you are and who they are. And the people map system helps that. So if you're in a church and you're in leadership, you're in a business, you're in leadership, or if you're in a nonprofit, you're in a leadership, that's a business as well. This is a tool that you could use to really help understand the people that you work with each and every day. You can find out all kinds of information about how to get hold of Jay and his wife, Phil. That's short for Phyllis. No, it's not. It's it's not? official for Phil. It is? Yeah. It is. I I stand very corrected. But I am officially married to Dr. Phil. Ah, I love that. That's creepy. <laughs> wow. Okay. I had that was really doing good till that point in time. Jay and Phil Lippy from JPL Institutes. Find them online at jplinstitutes.com. Jay, you said if we wanted what, to have... What were your three core values? Oh, you wanted to talk Thank about... You. I, just I thought you wanted to, to talk about the conversation success. We're not letting you off the right. hook. Yeah. I had 19 that I really, really liked. Three. I broke no. it down to three. five that I dealt with. Three. And the three are boldness, boldness, character, and transparency. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you, do you agree with those, Martha? Yes, but I will get all 19 later. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll have to figure out an acrostic was, or something. It was tough. Integrity and character are related, so that's okay. And generosity is one that is at the bottom of those, but I like it. But I liked a lot of other ones, too. Well, one of the things that's important here is that this entire hour has flown by, but everything we're talking about can be assessed in five minutes with mm-hmm. seven questions. That's the amazing part. Okay, but you only have three, so oh. go. If you are talking to a task personality type, what you want to remember is that for them to hear you, you need to be punctual, you need to be brief, 
You need to be specific and above all, make certain certain that your facts are correct. Do not be general in your conversation. Give information that's detailed, step by step, and give them a chance to think it through and check what you've said because details are important to them. <laughs> if you're talking to a free spirit, you want to be a lot less formal, less details, Fun, 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 fun is the word for a free spirit. Don't shoot down their creative ideas right at the beginning. Wait to do that. Do not try to control a free spirit. They will rebel from you. If you're talking to somebody who is a people type person, they are a lot more friendly. They love relationships. They enjoy personal, uh, intimate conversations. They are great listeners, and they want to go back and forth. Be optimistic. They do not like criticism, and they do not do well in environments that are negative or, or uh, hostile. If you are talking to somebody who is a leader type, get to the point quickly, be efficient, and do not waste their time. Focus on the bottom line and the big picture and talk about results. If you come to them with problems only, you, they will lose their respect for you. Uh, allow them to have control because they're going to take it anyway. And so if you offer that to them as a, a silver platter, <laughs> you will allow them to feel like they're in control of the situation and they'll appreciate that. Um, if you work with a leader type, get your work, work done right away and they'll appreciate and respect the fact that you are an intelligent, intelligent individual simply by the way that you do things. Now, you will come into an office and you'll uh, uh, do this right in an office and you'll help yeah. people the, the leader understand his people and the people understand the leader right so you, you, you're available for hire to do this absolutely and we can teach salespeople how to read people without even speaking to them you know if you're in a nonprofit, one of your biggest needs is fundraising and so not just raising new money, but keeping the money that's coming in. If you know who your donors are by their personality type and you speak to them how they hear, they will walk away feeling like you believe they, that they heard that you heard them and they will appreciate the fact that you took a personal interest in them hmm. and they will continue at a much higher level. So if you had that analysis on all of your customers, exactly yes. what they were, you could actually start. Um, a database. Well, but, you already but, have well you've got a database, but I'm saying within there, you could identify what their their people map system, which one they're whether Absolutely. they're whether they're a leader, a task, so, people so are free, the and then you could then you could say, all right, to all the free spirits, I'm going to send this email to all the the leaders, I'm going to send this email. Each one of those emails, like if you're trying to keep in touch with them, you'd send four different types of emails. Then you mentioned Eric Most, what a good friend of mine. Eric has a huge task, his either dominant or auxiliary. And when you get into conversation with Eric, you better know your details because he's well-read, he's extremely intelligent, and he's going to go step-by-step step and walk you back where you messed up your points. So if you know that Eric Most is one of my clients, I know that I'm going to give him a detailed report ahead of time, give him a chance to read it and a chance to respond. And after the conversation, I'm not going to try and sell him on the point right there because he needs time to think about it. Hmm. Wow. wow. We're coming to the end of another I Work Rimshim. Boy, this isn't, you know, I say it's the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. I'm right. <laughs> I mean, this is Just unbelievable. Of course, you Of course, I am. Uh, but if you want to find out more about the People Map system, you just need to get all the Jay and Phil at JPL Institutes. Find them online at jplinstitutes.com. This has been amazing. It, it, let, let's just, Martha, let's just tell everybody out there this was spot on for us. Oh, yeah. It couldn't have been more accurate. 
No. And if and those it, of you, that, if really... any of my friends are any of my friends are listening out there, or they listen to the archive, they are going to laugh their heads off. Yeah, they're rolling on the floor right now. Absolutely. All right, listen. We want you to join the I Work Ram Nation, not because it'll make me feel good, because it's going to impact your workplace. We're looking for a thousand people to make a commitment to start. Just do this one thing: start praying for your coworkers and employees by name each and every day in your workplace. Why? Because that's going to start transforming your workplace and your heart all at the same time. Go on to iWorkForHim.com, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag, and join us today starting transforming Tampa Bay tomorrow. When you're on the website, look at the big uh, banner up at the top and click on it and find out all the incredible information coming up for I Work For Him. Big changes next Monday, July the 20th. Find out all about it on our Facebook page or on iWorkForHim.com. We're Christ followers who own our own business, but ultimately... I work for him.